Coming up on today's message with Pastor Johnny. But we need to be able to speak to one another and not just the pastor. You see, it's real easy for a hundred people to have conversations with one another than it is for the pastor to have 100 different conversations. I'll say that again. It's easier for a hundred different people to have conversations with one another than it is for the pastor to have 100 conversations with each one of those people. Amen. Let's get into the word. Uh, Today's message is going to come from the book of Colossians, the book of Colossians in the New Testament. Going to be reading chapter two, verses six through 19. Again, that is Colossians chapter two, verses six through 19 going to be reading the new revised standard version of God's word today. Let's see what it has to say for us today. Amen. Hear ye the word of the Lord. As you therefore have received Christ Jesus, the Lord, continue to live your lives in him, rooted and built up in him and established in the faith, just as you were taught, abounding in thanksgiving. See to it that no one takes you captive through philosophy and empty deceit, according to human tradition, according to the elemental spirits of the universe, and not according to Christ. For in him the whole fullness of deity dwells bodily. And you have come to fullness in him who is the head of every ruler and authority. In him you were in him also you were circumcised with a spiritual circumcision by putting off the body of the flesh in the circumcision of Christ. When you were buried with him in baptism, you were also raised with him. Through faith in the power of God who raised him from the dead. And when you were dead in trespasses and the uncircumcision of your flesh, God made you alive together with him. When he forgave all, gave, forgave us all our trespasses, erasing the record that stood against us with its legal demands. He set this aside, nailing it to the cross. He disarmed the rulers and authorities and made a public example of them, triumphing over them in it. Therefore, do not let anyone condemn you in matters of food and drink or of observing festivals, new moons or Sabbaths. These are only a shadow of what is to come, but the substance belongs to Christ." 
Do not let anyone disqualify you, insisting on self-abasement and worship of angels, dwelling on visions puffed up without cause by a human way of thinking, and not holding fast to the head from whom the body, nourished and held together by its ligaments and sinews, grows with a growth that is from God. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Pray with me, please. Oh, Lord, our God, how excellent is your name in all the earth. From the rising of the sun to the going down of the same, your name is great and greatly to be praised. There is none like you in all the earth, God. Lord God, here we are, your humble servant behind your sacred desk, here to study to show myself approved. Lord God, let every word that I speak and thought that I think be acceptable in your sight for this message and hide me behind your cross so that people don't see me, but they see Jesus. And if they have a desire to know Jesus and the pardoning of their sins, they ask, what must I do to become saved? It is in your son's precious, perfect, powerful name, Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Uh, for the time that we get to spend together today, I'd like to talk a little bit about ecology for Christians. Ecology for Christians. Um, I get fascinated with the process of development as I get older. I like to think about what goes on behind the scenes before we see a big show. Uh, when I listen to a musician play an instrument, I wonder about the hours of practice they put in before the performance. When I see an actor on stage, I wonder how long did they rehearse? When I look at a business being successful or even a business relocating to a new city, I wonder about the negotiations, the training, all the behind the scenes work that took place before the company got there. Why? Because I learned no matter where you see someone standing, they did not get there by themselves. And they did not get there overnight. We are looking at a finished product without knowing how much work or how much help it took to get there. And for that reason, that thought process, I now appreciate trees more than I did in the past. Uh, because I've learned that trees work together. Uh, Suzanne Simard, an ecologist, studied trees extensively and discovered that underground, trees communicate with each other in a forest uh, using uh, the roots and uh, fungus, connecting them all together. So trees that are in the sunlight help trees that are in the shade. 
the trees talk to each other as well. So if one tree is getting some sort of bug infestation, they'll send that message through the network to the rest of the trees, and those trees will start to produce some sap or something that'll make it hard for bugs to climb on those other trees. They communicate with one another. Uh, the, the mycorrhizal networks, that's the fungus that creates this community in the forest. When you see mushrooms on the ground, you're just seeing the, the, the uh, reproductive part of it. There's a whole lot more going on underground and they connect with one another. And, and the fungus helps all the trees talk to one another and, and supply the need so they send nutrients from one tree to another and the fungus gets a benefit out of it because it gets sugar. The bottom line is this. Trees are not competitive organisms. Instead, each tree invests in the well-being of the forest as a whole. When Paul was writing to the followers of Christ in Coloss, he was sounding like a forest ecologist. And he says, therefore, you've received Christ Jesus the Lord. Continue to live your lives in him, rooted and built up in him. Uh, Christians are not supposed to live as isolated individuals, but they're supposed to be rooted in Christ. They're supposed to be nourished by Christ, and they're supposed to be built up in Christ. And Paul was writing this letter to the Colossian church to let them know we are better together, and we are in this together. Uh, he says to not be swayed by the empty-sounding, deceitful Philosophies, And when uh, the translation for the philosophy is not uh, what we would consider philosophy, where a bunch of people sit around and argue if a tree falls in the forest and no one hears it, does it make a sound? Uh, no, this actual philosophy that he was worried about was in the church. Uh, there were other views going on about how this thing that became called Christianity was supposed to operate. And people were promoting a deceitful philosophy that basically said the knowledge of God, how you're supposed to live this Christian life, how you're supposed to operate is supposed to all come from within. Paul, however, was saying that the knowledge of God comes from God. And so Paul is preaching against the myth of the self-made person, the rugged individualist, that the thought that we all have to suffer alone and the only way out is to do it yourself. Paul says we're in this together. You know, I, I, I've seen this these pictures posted online before where people talk about the so-called self-made billionaires and self-made millionaires and they talk about how all of these people uh, just strapped up their own bootstraps and, and, and uh, 
made a business and, and did it on their own. And as I keep on saying good morning, I, I, I realize people had help. You know, that, that multi-billion dollar company uh, that we all love to order stuff from may have gotten a several hundred thousand dollar loan from their parents in order to start the business. And, and I can say this as a politician, that it's very rare for a company to relocate its headquarters for free. There's usually some incentives, there's some tax rollbacks, there's some straight up cash given to some of these businesses when they say we need to relocate to XYZ uh, company or XYZ state or XYZ city. Uh, there's help involved. Now, I do believe that there's still skill involved in running. You can't just give everybody a million dollars and they become a billionaire. But the thought that you could take that person and drop them on a corner with no money and they rebuild a billion dollar company is not very feasible. We all have help. We all have someone that was in the room before we got in there that said, give this person a chance. And Paul says that this Christian journey is not an individual journey, but a communal one. We are in this together. We don't just live in the same area, but we uh, are together with one another, loving and helping one another. And not only are we supposed to work together, we're supposed to work together right now. Don't worry about the sweet by and by. Don't worry about ascending to God. Paul wants the church to take action right now, to live in gratitude right now, to love your neighbor right now. And so how do we do that? Uh, I see three observations and I'll take my seat. Uh, uh, the first thing we need to do in order to, to do that is to, to be rooted in Christ. Nothing is more important than Christian formation. And it starts in childhood and continues in our until our lives on this earth end. Uh, most of this happens in the home. It's where parents are challenged to show their children Christ-like love and spouses are supposed to be faithful to one another as Christ is to the church. The church helps, but most of us only go to church for an hour, maybe two hours a week. The formation has to happen at home as well. And so the church can help by assisting them to form the qualities that Paul lays out in Colossians uh, 3 and 12 when he talks about the compassion and the kindness and the humility and meekness and patience. But we got to be rooted in Christ. The closer we are to the source, the more we can do. The closer we are to the source, the more we can grow. And then we got to communicate with one another. Just like those uh, mycorrhizal fungal fibers, we have to carry information to the different parts of the body of Christ. And this is done to one another. We ought to be able to talk to our church family. 
Is the microphone still working? We ought, we ought to be able to talk to our church family face-to-face, Zoom, text, phone call, email. It can be done carefully and gently through all forms of communication, but we need to be able to speak to one another and not just the pastor. You see, it's real easy for 100 people to have conversations with one another than it is for the pastor to have 100 different conversations. I'll say that again. It's easier for 100 different people to have conversations with one another than it is for the pastor to have 100 conversations with each one of those people. My seminary New Testament professor, Reverend Dr. Jamie Clark Soule said, you cannot be a Christian outside of community. When you look at the book of Acts and you see what's going on, uh, you see that everybody talked to one another and everybody helped one another out. Uh, Faith communities uh, ought to be able to speak to one another and speak lovingly and truthfully to their members. Uh, quoting a journalist by the name of Robin Givhan in a column about congregations. She says, in that way, they are one hopes like family. But none of this is possible without a willingness to take a risk, to open oneself up to a wounded ego, slings and arrows and a broken heart. But when we do this, We try to take people at their word and avoid being judgmental, and we make room for everyone's flaws and failures and try to build one another up. Because just like we can point out the flaws in our neighbors, they can point out the flaws in us. So we have to stay rooted in Christ. And then we have to communicate with one another, just like those trees are able to talk to one another. And then the third thing we have to do is we have to nourish each other and sacrifice for each other. Uh, Those mycorrhizal fibers, they carry water and carbon and nitrogen from tree to tree. In the same way, we need to carry encouragement, guidance, and support from person to person. And when we do this, we lift the spirits of those who are feeling discouraged. We can mentor the youth in the community and people who are struggling with their faith and and, and comfort those who may have lost loved ones. Be there for one another. Share in each other's burdens. Because as members of the Christian community, We invest not only in the welfare of individuals, but in the welfare and the well-being of the church as a whole. So we give our time, our talent, and our treasure in support of the ministry and the mission of the church. And we sacrifice just like Christ sacrificed for us. Uh, we, We have to die to things just like Christ died for us. And we die to things when we are baptized and when we are raised again out of that baptism, just like Christ was raised from the dead. We cut things off in our life, 
just like they talk about the right of circumcision. This is a spiritual circumcision. We are spiritually cutting things out. Because the ultimate sacrifice was made for us on a tree. Growing deeper and larger is a growth that is from God. And so we'll grow by studying the Bible and reflecting. And, and when we ask the Holy Spirit to help us pray with sighs that are too deep for words, and when we enter these deep spiritual friendships with the people around us, we'll grow. But we'll also grow by planting seeds in the community around us and sharing the gospel with other people, getting to know our neighbors, and sharing the love of Jesus Christ with our family members and friends. We want to be like the firs and the forest, the trees, the, the trees that were in the forest. We want to spread like they spread, have roots that connect with one another, because Jesus, when he came and lived a life we couldn't live and sacrificed himself, he did it for all, Amen. not just a select few. So if trees that can't really walk or talk or, or you know, do all the things that we do are able to talk with one another and are able to share with one another and are able to let their roots connect how much easier should it be for us to do the same thing? To share the knowledge of Christ in the pardoning of our sins. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, the doors of the church are open and we invite you to come. Pray with me, please. God, we thank you, we honor you, we bless your holy name. We thank you for the word that went forth a word that will have us to be rooted in you and communicate with others and nourish one another, Lord God. As Christian believers who are redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. Lord God, allow this word to go where your Holy Spirit would have it to go. And if there is someone that desires to know Christ in the pardoning of their sins, they'll ask, what must I do to become saved? Let your Holy Spirit take this word for your holy church, for the work of your holy kingdom through your holy people. It is in Christ's name that we pray. Amen. Thank you so much for watching this video. Please be sure to like, comment, subscribe, and share. Don't forget to connect with me on social media, Pastor Johnny Simpson Jr. on Facebook, at Pastor J. Simp Jr. on Instagram and Twitter. Thanks again for watching, and God bless.